I hope you know him just like that, amen. Back uh, in our passage and then over to chapter number three, just real quick, uh, as by way of introduction, uh, in chapter number one, uh, Paul, I believe is the writer of Hebrews, and he's talking about uh, God has spoken to us um, through prophets, uh, but in these last days spoken to us through his son, uh, and then uh, basically laid out the case Jesus was made a little lower than the angels. He is made a man. Wednesday, we talked about how uh, Jesus was 100% God uh, and 100% man uh, who suffered uh, temptation. Uh, and he did that so that he could succor us, uh, S-U-C-C-R, uh, and uh, that he will uh, give us aid. Uh, he knows exactly who we are. Uh, he has the hairs of our head numbered. He, uh, we are um, special to him. Uh, but he knows uh, exactly what it is that I'm going through. He knows what you're going through. Uh, and Paul is laying this out for Hebrew Christians who were, who were tempted at that time to go back uh, because of persecution from the gospel back to Judaism. Uh, it was uh, to think that it's, uh, it's easy to live a Christian life. It just really isn't. Um, when a person gets born again, um, God doesn't, he doesn't fix all of your problems. Uh, he doesn't rescue you from, uh, from every single thing that uh, you've behaved yourself into. Um, uh, he saves us from our sin and he gives us a home in heaven. Uh, but, uh, but I think as a Christian, that's when our, the battles begin. I mean, before you got saved, why would the devil even have to mess with you? Um, you know, uh, but uh, it's, the Bible speaks of uh, the promised land or Canaan land. Uh, that land on the other side of Jordan, it's, the, uh, it's analogous to a victorious Christian life. Uh, it's when you get saved, that's when the battles begin. Uh, and uh, you're conquering uh, the old man uh, and his deeds. And uh, you're trying to live a life for Christ that's new. And, uh, and praise the Lord, you have the Holy Spirit. You've got the Bible. And uh, you've, you know, you've got the local church, all those things. But um, persecution uh, had caused them, many of them, to forsake the assembly, that's what we read in, uh, in chapter number 10, uh, in verse number 24, 25. Uh, they forsook it and went back uh, to, uh, to their old religion, uh, which was a, um, a, a useless religion to them uh, at that point because Jesus Christ was the sinless, spotless Lamb of God who came uh, he, and died, shed His blood uh, for the sins of the whole world. Uh, and, uh, and we get into chapter number three of, of, of Hebrews in verse number one. He says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, says, Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. And so those words, uh, uh, I, I'm not. I don't know Greek and Hebrew, and I have resources and things that I will look at and concordances and lexicons and all those different things. But the word apostle and the word high priest are, it's one Greek article talking about it's one person. This is the Lord. He is apostle, capital A, and not uh, like the apostles who follow him. He is an ambassador. Uh, he says, consider uh, your apostle and your high priest uh, the, of, your, uh, of your profession, Christ Jesus, who was faithful to him. And then lays out a case uh, because he's speaking to Jews. Remember, all the Bible was written for us. Not all the Bible was written to us. 
uh, but, but we can learn, and there's tons and tons of theological truth uh, that he has given them that applies to us. Uh, and, uh, and we consider um, our apostle and high priest. And that's what we've been doing. We can enter into the throne room of grace uh, because we have an intercessor, because we have an, a high priest who knows our infirmities, uh, who was tempted in all manners as we are, yet without sin. And we dug into that again this last Wednesday. So he says to consider, and they spend basically... Uh, the first uh, nine chapters of Hebrews, considering all of the integral parts of who we are in Christ, who Christ is to us, uh, and, and the blessing that we have in Him. And then he transitions, as we've talked in previous week in chapter number 10, into more practical things. Uh, let us draw near to God. Uh, and then uh, we spoke last week uh, about let, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Uh, I said on Wednesday as well, for those of you who weren't here, um, when we're reading uh, passage, and turn with me to chapter number 10 again, uh, and verse number 23, the Bible says, uh, the authorized version, the King James Bible, uh, with a proper uh, publisher, uh, your Bible says, uh, and let us hold fast the profession of our faith. All right, and uh, we pulled 14 hymn Bibles, uh, excuse me, pew Bibles out uh, of the seats this last week because, uh, because it says hope there instead of faith. Uh, I explained it, uh, and uh, usually when you get um, a lot of the Bible publishers uh, who uh, you'd find in Christian bookstores, uh, they publish a King James Version, a New King James Version, uh, NIV, ESV, all the different versions, they're publishing houses. Uh, in, in the, if your Bible says hope there instead of faith, uh, you have a Bible that's been corrected. Uh, and I would just encourage you to find one. All the Bibles that I have, it says faith there. Uh, and uh, and, um, and if, it's, if it says hope there in your Bible, there's other changes probably in the, in the, uh, the published Bible that you have. Uh, and uh, so I want to throw that out there because uh, someone had come to me after church last Sunday night uh, and showed me uh, in their Bible it said hope and uh, in the Pew Bible it said hope. Uh, and, uh, and so if you need, uh, if you need a, a different one, we can point you uh, in direction. And uh, it isn't the message today, but it's important. Every jot and tittle. Uh, and the Word of God is preserved. Uh, and uh, if we have a Bible that has errors in it, um, you might as well just hang it up and just forget about it because we have no authority. Um, the Bible is our final rule of faith and practice. Uh, and if we hold in our hands something we have zero confidence in, uh, then, then there's no sense even coming to church on Sundays. Uh, it's our, everything that uh, we believe is just in vain. And so uh, that's a free message. I just threw that in there uh, today uh, for you. But back in chapter number 10, uh, in our text for today, the Bible says, let us consider uh, one another. That word consider means to observe fully. Uh, that word consider means to behold or to discover uh, or to uh, perceive. Uh, in chapter 3, it says that we should, we should observe fully the apostle and the high priest uh, of our faith. We should consider him, uh, discover, perceive Think on Him. Have our affections, the Bible says, set on Him uh, as our uh, apostle, uh, meaning uh, he, our high priest pleads um, our cause, uh, our causes of God with us. 
as a high priest, uh, he pleases our causes with God. Uh, his apostleship, his high priesthood uh, were all comprehended in those titles. Uh, and, uh, and it's an interesting, interesting thing. But then switches gears to say, not only do you consider your apostle and your high priest, but you're to consider each other. Uh, and, uh, and I feel that um, with all the messages that I've preached already in this passage of Scripture, this is where we begin to, uh, we begin to meddle, I begin to meddle uh, a lot more than I have in previous weeks. Uh, and, but here's the, here's the thing. Uh, the Word of God tells us uh, that we're to consider one another. Uh, tonight we'll talk about provoking one another. Uh, unto love and to good works. Uh, there's a, um, uh, if you read, if you remember uh, in Scripture where uh, God was talking about in Hebrews uh, to the, these, the Jewish people to consider the day of provocation. Two different times. Uh, speaking back to the times where the children of Israel provoked God um, at, uh, by um, when they complained about water. And they were always doing that. They would provoke God unto wrath. If you look up the word provoke in the Scripture, you'll find admonitions from God. For example, fathers, not to provoke their children unto wrath, to not incite them unto those types of things. But in a positive way, the Bible also tells us in several places, including the one where we're in right now, is that we're supposed to provoke one another. Uh, I described it as being a positive irritant uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um, it's, it's pro- preaching should be provocative in that way, not in some seedy type of a way, uh, but uh, preaching is to provoke you. Uh, and, uh, and it's to provoke you unto love, which most modern uh, you know, Bible teachers and preachers, they have no, they have no problem accepting that part of, uh, of that verse, um, to provoke unto love but it's also to provoke unto good works. I mentioned in my Sunday school class that Jesus went about doing good, not just being good, but doing good. Uh, God says that we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works. We do not do good works to get to heaven. We do good works because God's commanded us to. And we do them to show our faith. It's evidences of our faith. People see our works uh, and they glorify our Father, which is in heaven. You need to be all the things that God wants you to be in Christ. To put on the, uh, the character of God, to put on the new man and everything that's involved in that, uh, to be light and salt. Uh, God says a lot of things about what you're supposed to be, um, but uh, you're just not, that's not it. You're also supposed to do. You're supposed to go. Uh, you're supposed to um, testify uh, and to be a witness. Uh, there are a lot of things that God says we're supposed to do. Uh, so if you read after someone, you follow somebody on the internet, their podcasts, uh, websites, blah, 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 whatever, and, and they keep reminding you that you don't have to do anything. God doesn't want you to do anything. He just wants you to, he wants you to be the church. I asked one of them the other day, I said, where in the Bible does God say to be the church, that you can, that you can be the church? It doesn't say that. Uh, I'm a local church uh, person, uh, and, uh, and you come to church, it's a local, the church is a local visible church. Uh, I don't believe in the universal church. I believe in a family of God. 
Uh, and, uh, but not everywhere in the Bible uh, does, where God describes the body, is he talking about a universal body? He's talking about local churches that have assembled, and these Hebrew Christians had stopped assembling uh, in their churches because they were afraid uh, of, of being killed. They were afraid of, of, of uh, being tortured. Uh, and everything that was involved in martyrdom in the, the first, second century and beyond that. Uh, but um, it's not the fear of persecution in fact, uh, that, that gets people out of church today in America. In fact, we've had people say, oh, let's, let's, not, let's not act like the coronavirus and shutting church down like that's, like that's persecution. Um, well, it isn't. But what it does is it makes it's more pathetic that, that all it takes to, to derail someone's Christian uh, walk with God uh, is for somebody to say you can't go to church. Take care of yourself, do all the different things, follow. Uh, and uh, and we, all know, we all know that um, the reasons why we were kept out of church two years ago um, uh, weren't true. Uh, and uh, so, um, yes, uh, I don't believe that that's persecution either. Uh, but it's, it's more sad uh, that that's all that it takes uh, for us uh, to, to get out of the will of God uh, and, uh, and out of church. So at, when you got saved, um, God, um, God's given you individual responsibilities as a child of God. Um, but he also gives you responsibilities as being part of a church body. And as I preach on Sunday nights uh, about what the local church is, you know, ecclesia, uh, called out local assembly, uh, what God has commissioned the church to do, uh, and, and all those things, we'll, we'll, we'll reference um, uh, our responsibility as a body. One, we're, we're members in one body. We're members in particular. God fitly joins them. Uh, it's the, 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 the knee bones connected to the leg bone. Um, you not being in church uh, disables the body. Uh, and I've never been in one church service my entire life as a Christian uh, where the entire church body has been assembled. Um, there's always somebody missing. Uh, we, every Sunday, we have the, the, the average size church in America missing, um, at least, at a minimum, uh, from, uh, from our assembly. Uh, and, uh, and we, but so as an individual, God gives us responsibilities. Uh, he, he, he lays out things that we're supposed to be and do, uh, but he also does that uh, as a local church for one another. A Christian individual responsibilities, obligations, claims, duties come to us, uh, but it's also as a fellow member uh, of a local church, uh, he wants us to do some things. And, and by the way, all human relationships involve mutual responsibilities. So he says, consider one another. It's not a message to pastor. You need to consider and, and, and provoke. Uh, it's Christians need to consider one another. Uh, and, uh, and so I want to uh, explore that aspect of this, and it's why it's going to be a two-part message, and I hope that you come back uh, this evening. Uh, so to consider, what would that mean? We gave definition of it uh, a couple minutes ago, uh, but, but in a nutshell, it means when we, look, when we consider somebody, we look at the needs of others, uh, especially uh, fellow uh, Christians. God um, uh, tells us we're to bear one another's burdens and so fulfill the law of Christ. Uh, we are to prefer one another uh, and, uh, and love one another, be patient, kind. He lays out many virtues that we're supposed to be. Uh, we're supposed to have unity. Uh, God knows we show our love for God by our love for each other. 
So as, if a Christian says, I don't like going to church, I hate everybody there. Uh, or there's so many hypocrites. Or, uh, you know, if, if brother so-and-so is there, then I'm not going. Um, somebody who talks, it's not spiritual. That's not spiritual talk. Um, uh, but it does say that ye which are spiritual restore such an one. Uh, it says to, uh, to bear, not just know uh, that someone has a burden, but to bear that burden. We don't just look at the needs of our fellow Christians, but we look into those needs. That's what the word consider, the sense of that, uh, that, sense of that means. It, it's seeing how deep the need is, how abiding uh, that need is, how disposing that need is, uh, and it stirs us up with a love that comes from God uh, for the needy and for that need, uh, and then the, cons- the consequential doing of good works or deeds that will help alleviate the need. Um, it's, it's more than just, just that. And it's, by the way, it's an interesting note uh, that, uh, that uh, the emphasis here is not on what the believer gets from the assembly, uh, but what they can contribute to the assembly. And, and we, we normally have it backwards. You may have gotten your car this morning to come to Berean Baptist Church uh, and thought about and wondered about what you're going to get when you got here. Um, but I'm just going to let you in, especially if you're visiting with us. Um, the, the worship, the music that we sing here, it's not for you. It's for God. Uh, and um, um, we, uh, we come to church to be equipped to go out there and to preach the gospel, to edify and to build up, to teach and all things. All those things are important. And, and I am to feed the flock of God, which God has made me an overseer of. I, I have prepared a message. Uh, I've prepared a meal uh, to feed the flock, uh, what, the, what the Bible says. Uh, but the emphasis in Scripture is, is on the Christian to go uh, and, uh, and to think about what they can contribute to the assembly. Um, you should walk onto this campus every service and look for ways to be a blessing. Considering uh, one another and provoking one another. T- to know one another. That's part of it. Um, if I was to just, like right now, uh, and by the way, it would be my, I'd be the same way. I'm so glad that we have, uh, we call people brother and sister uh, because it'd be like, you know, um, hey, brother, because <laughs> you forget the name, all right? Uh, that's just a natural thing, and there's a lot of people to try to remember uh, the, the, the names of. Um, but if it was like a pop quiz, I'm like, okay, hey, you, what's that person's name? Everybody would be failing. Um, but beyond that, um, what do you know about them? Um, do, you, do, you know any, do you know anything uh, about them? Um, you know, what, um, what are they, um, what are their interests? Where do they work? Um, you say, that's none of my business. It absolutely 100% is, according to the Bible. We're to consider one another. We're to have, have um, thoughts of uh, and, uh, and to, uh, to understand, uh, and that's part of the blessing uh, that God has designed the local church to be. Um, we're, we, God didn't design it for you to be just to kind of go solo uh, in your Christian life. 
When people say, Pastor Reno, I don't need the church, they are dead wrong. They do need the church. You need fellowship. You need provoked. You need people to pray for you and to consider you and to prefer you and to, uh, and to love you, uh, to know one another, to be interested in one another, to be ready to serve one another, but especially to be interested uh, in th- uh, another Christian's well-being or their spiritual progress. That's why he's saying consider. Uh, when, when you walk into this, this church and I see you, I, I consider how are they doing spiritually? Where are they at with their walk with the Lord? Uh, and sometimes uh, in that considering, it's like, uh, that's not good. You shouldn't be doing that. But it's not just my job. It's everybody's. Uh, and, uh, and, and, if, and if everybody else was provoking unto love and to good works, uh, it, uh, you know, it, would, it would save it'd save me a whole lot of time and a whole lot of energy uh, and, uh, and, and, people, and, it, and it would leverage out and make equal uh, the anger that people had. <laughs> uh, it wouldn't just all be directed at me for getting into your business. Pastor, it's none of your business. Uh, and, um, you know, I, uh, there's a part, obviously, naturally and truthfully, that, um, that is true. But the, the Bible says I'm, I'm supposed to consider. If I'm not thinking about how you are spiritually and where you are uh, in your walk with God or why you're not in church or, uh, or you know, why you're struggling so bad in this area or that area, then I'm not obeying the Lord. And I would much rather have you angry at me for, for you know, not minding my business or whatever than not minding my father's business. And, but God says to consider uh, it, well, the well-being, the progress of those who are, it's taking interest in them and their spheres of work, their influence, all of that. There are people, the Bible says, uh, who, are, uh, who are weak in their Christian walk. There's a feebleness that is there. Uh, and God says that we're supposed to comfort uh, and to help. There are some people who are, um, who are permanently feeble. And what I mean by that is that it's, they always find it difficult uh, to maintain uh, their walk with the Lord. And they need other Christians to say, hey, man, we missed you on Sunday. So anything I can do with you? Um, you have any questions about the Bible? Uh, maybe you, you, you see them uh, around town. It's like, hey, uh, and, uh, and you pray with them or whatever. Um, that's, that's what you need. I got a phone call uh, the, the other night from people that go, don't go to our church. Uh, and, uh, and they were, they had this question, spiritual question, this, and, uh, and, uh, and, I, and I, I prayed for them. There's a specific need, uh, a health need in their family. And, and so they asked me to pray that's with, uh, with several people. Uh, and, um, and I was encouraged by that. Uh, and I was blessed in it to be able to minister to them. Um, but there's some of you that don't do that. Um, you, 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 don't, you don't let people around you in church know you're, you're broken uh, or that you need help in some way. Um, I, you know, I honestly, I get fatigued, tired, sick and tired, <laughs> uh, don't like whatever when people criticize me for not helping them when I had no idea that they had a need. Like, I'm not a mind reader. I, I've had people like, well, you know, um, 
I, 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 don't, I, I will not, I absolutely 100% positively will not visit you in a hospital if I don't know you're there. And you cannot rely on the fact, well, I put it on my news feed um, because, because, you know, I honestly, as much as you think I'm on that, I don't check it all the time. And, uh, and so you can't just rely on that. Like people, people should have known, they should, I put it on my Facebook. Um, some people don't have it. Well, only one, Brother Armley, uh, but uh, there, may, there may be more. Uh, and, uh, but, but you understand what I'm saying. It's, it's, it, is, it is communicating that. There's some people who are temp- permanently feeble, temporarily feeble because of, of sickness and family issues or business troubles. Uh, and, but true believers, true church members in a local assembly uh, are people who, uh, who care for uh, one another. Uh, it's necessary for us to watch uh, in our congregation against the uprising of jealousies or, uh, or misunderstandings and, or prejudices and, uh, that tend to divide people from one another. Uh, and, uh, and we have to give thought to our unity and our let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus. What's the mind of Christ and what would God want? Uh, and, and less about our own specific personal peculiarities and infirmities and problems and difficulties and trials and tribulations. Uh, it's, it's, it, it is a, a together thing that God says, therefore, since you have this, you draw near and, you, and you'll hold fast and you consider uh, one another. So we ought to do that. Uh, we ought to provoke one another unto love and good works. Uh, and, uh, and I'll get more into this uh, later on in different ways. Uh, but just to give us an example of, of how we do that, um, the biggest, the greatest, the easiest way that you provoke somebody else into love and good works is by being an example of a Christian uh, in, uh, in your life. Um, it, it, with sincerity, you should be able to say to somebody, like Paul said to the church at, uh, at Corinth, be followers of me even I, as I am of Christ. Um, we're just poor examples. We, we, we don't want to be. Um, I'll, I'll be the first one to, you know, uh, to admit um, that, I, that living in a glass house is hard. It, 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 it's um, in, in probably more so as a pastor, uh, which kind of comes with the territory, but, but people watch you too. And, and they see what you do and where you go and what you say. Or, uh, and and, and it's, it's just as important for you to maintain your testimony uh, as it is for a pastor or Sunday school teacher or whatever uh, to maintain theirs. You've got to be a good example. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and being a good example and giving examples of being a good example, uh, I could go on for, for days and uh, what the Bible says we're to do. But there should also be a, a way that you provoke people, not just by being an example, uh, but by, it's also kind of connected to that, but there should be joy, uh, a joy that you have in meeting your Christian, uh, if I put it this way, obligations and duties. I, I know that it's supposed to be uh, all motivated by love, uh, but the most inspiring influences that we have as Christians, as we look at other people, are seeing people who just, they love, they love the Lord and they have a joy in serving God. 
Um, you know, I, I was watching and thinking about this because I knew what I was preaching here in a minute as we sang Wonderful Grace of Jesus. Uh, wonderful, wonderful grace of Jesus. And it's a, it's a wonderful song. It's very catchy. And, uh, and, uh, and I, I love all those things. You got to sing really high. I like that part. Uh, and, but there's a lot of great stuff in there. Uh, but, uh, you know, I wish you could see yourself singing it. It's, you know, if you eat something that you think is wonderful, like your whole face lights up. Like, mm, this is good. And did you, here, try this. This is, have you had this? Uh, and uh, and you get ex- you get excited about having it again or whatever. Uh, and uh, I, uh, last night I smoked cream cheese for the first time, uh, and uh, uh, and so um, uh, it was yummy, uh, and uh, and I enjoyed it. And I could have ate the whole block uh, had I not stopped myself. And and I and I may finish it today, uh, uh, a little bit later. I I enjoy it. It brought joy and in pleasure uh, to me as I as I consumed it. Um, but we're to love God and the things of God more than our necessary food. Uh, and uh, so when we sing wonderful grace, uh, we've got to be a, a good ex- example uh, in inspiring people uh, because that's when we give attendance to the grace of God in our lives uh, and, uh, and, and we do so um, generously, uh, the Bible says liberally uh, to people and we talk about God and, uh, and we're just excited. I just, I just like people like that. Um, and, and if people like that drive you crazy, um, there's something wrong spiritually with you. Because, because you should, you know, um, and if you criticize somebody because they're excited, like, like I've, I've, I've known people have told me, um, um, or I've heard people just, they get upset at people like, oh, they're just, you know, they're just always doing and always busy and, uh, and, and, and criticizing people for like that. That's a good thing. You can, be, you can get a whole lot of busy uh, doing things that you shouldn't do. Uh, and, um, and then you should be anxious uh, about using um, the opportunities that God gives you in speaking to other people, uh, sharing the gospel. Uh, and, uh, and, you know, um, the Bible ex- explicitly tells us that you which are strong are to bear the infirmities of the weak. You which are spiritual, restore such a one as, as a, a brethren, and to encourage them and to help others in a spirit of love and provoke them uh, in a spirit of love uh, and good works, to be all that they're supposed to be uh, for God. So I'm saying all that this morning uh, to kind of draw us to a conclusion here, um, is because we're saved, because Jesus is our high priest, because we can pray and enter the throne room of grace. We're to draw near to him and hold fast fast our profession of our faith and consider each other. Um, You should be concerned that your other brother and sister in Christ is is spiritually not all there, That, that they're not at church today. And it's not because they're sick or whatever, or, or and by the way, working. I mean, there, there, are, uh, there are legitimate reasons uh, why somebody can't be in church on a Sunday. Uh, but most of the times, they're just excuses that people give um, for not going. There, there are a ton of solid reasons why Christians should be in church. Uh, and and they, they stand in contrast to the many excuses that we give. Remember, an excuse is a, is a, 
skin of a reason, stuff with a lie. That's what an excuse is. Well, I just, you know, you know, my car wouldn't work or my alarm clock didn't go off or, you know, it wasn't good enough when you were in elementary school and didn't turn your homework in. Um, it certainly isn't good enough now. When, when God says, I'm coming back, uh, and so, so don't forsake the assembling so much the more as you see the day approaching, consider one another. Um, it, it, you, should, you should know about them. You should know uh, what, uh, what makes them happy, what makes them sad. Uh, you, should, you, should, you should know their, their kids' names. Uh, you, should, you should know way more about each other than what you do. You say, ah, Pastor, I'm here. This is the first time or uh, second, whatever. And he just kind of talks like, uh, like you just want everybody um, in, in each other's business. Kind of. Especially spiritual business. You should, you should be looking around and, uh, and say, well, I'm, I, I, I wonder where so-and-so is. It's not being nosy. It's obeying Scripture. And you call them on the phone and you say, hey, missed you at church today. Uh, and they say, well, you know, um, you know, I just, I just don't like going every week. I don't, you know, I, you know, um, I don't need as much church as you do, <laughs> or whatever they would say. Uh, and, you, and you don't buy it. You say, you know what? Um, you know better than that. Well, they're going to get mad at me, um, maybe. Or maybe they'll, maybe they'll get off the phone and think, well, I'm glad somebody cared. And, and, it's, to, and it's to provoke. It's, it's poking and it's saying, you need, to be, you need to be in church. You need to read your Bible. Uh, how many of you have gone up to somebody and says, how come, hey, how come I didn't see your name on the 90-day Bible reading challenge? Or, or um, you know, um, it, it's, how come you weren't at the revival? Is there anything I can do to help you to be, you know, to be at revival tomorrow night? Hey, I missed you. You see what, it, it's, it, we consciously have to be observing fully each other and considering one another. And when you, and when you find out, well, you know, um, if, if the reason they can't come to church is because they don't have a ride, then solve the problem. If the, if the, reason, if the reason they, you know, uh, they, they don't, um, you know, they're not interested in Bible study or whatever, then, just, well, well, why is that? Uh, well, I just don't understand it. Um, well, I'll explain that. You know, what do you mean you don't understand it? Um, you know, you can find out that you can be a great help to them uh, or point them into a resource that will help them. But if you, if you just like, you just notice, but you don't consider and you don't, you don't dig deep as the, as the, the word means, uh, then you're going to miss an opportunity to obey God, but also to help your brother or sister in Christ. Uh, and, and that's what God wants us to do. So I get it. I understand this. For, for, as a pastor, I'm a shepherd, and it's, it's, my, it's in my job description to meddle. And, and to, in whatever, um, I, remember, I remember one time, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm almost done, uh, I, somebody had, they visited a, a, another church, and they hadn't talked about it. And, and I believe that, you need to be where God wants you to be. I don't think it's God's will for everybody to be at Berean Baptist Church. And, but they had visited a church, and, uh, and I asked them about it. And uh, they said, well, we went to this church. And I said, well, I said, that's not a really good church for you to go to. And this is what they said. Was, well, I didn't ask you. 
And I'm just to be honest, my flesh, that's, my blood pressure just shot through the roof. And, uh, and I'm, like, I'm like, Lord, help me. And, uh, and I said, I know you didn't ask, but I'm telling you. Because I said, have you joined that church? No. I said, then I'm still your pastor. And, uh, and I've, I've only a few times in my life have just have called the pastor card and uh, in doing that. Um, but, but I needed, I, as, as their pastor and shepherd, the people kind of understand they're going to get that from me. Um, but the command, the challenge that God gives us in Hebrews 10 is not a command to a pastor. It's a command to individual Christians to consider and provoke one another. If you have a family member uh, that's not faithful to God, not walking with God, uh, they're, 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 you know, um, off and doing whatever, um, you, you need to, because you have the authority of God, just to go, you can, you can say, you can even do this. Um, uh, this year at church, our theme is so much the more, and the Bible says that we're to provoke one another, and pastor, pastor said, I need to say something to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, and uh, however you want to do it, you just got to do it. You've got to help each other. Um, because the Lord's coming back, and he could come back today. Uh, and we need to live in obedience to this scripture because of what God has done. Um, and, and, uh, and it might seem to you like, um, and you can, you can be, you know, you can quote, you get spiritual. The Bible says if you meddle in strife that doesn't belong to you, it's like taking a, you know, it's like taking a dog by the ears. You're going to get bit. You know, answer a fool, answer not a fool. And, and you, can, you can find a proverb, a verse, uh, here and there, uh, to, to, to excuse away your responsibility to each other. Um, but God sees right through that. Uh, he just really does. And, and so do your friends. So, you know. You know. Um, but if you, if you love somebody, in the context, especially somebody in this church, and you care for them, you speak the truth in love. Um, and it could be like, you can give them biblical warning, like, hey, you're going down the wrong road. And, um, and you can try to, to, to love, you can restore somebody who's fallen away to the wayside. Um, and, and by the way, you have to be, it's beams and moats, right? You can't, you can't help somebody with something you're doing. And, and it's you which are spiritual restored such a one. So you should want to walk close to God so that you're able to help. And when you come to church, you're just considering, boy, where I've been missing, missing so-and-so. And the tragic truth is that there are people that can miss church for weeks and, and it go unnoticed. Um, that's to their own fault. It's to our fault. Uh, and, um, but, man, do whatever you can. Uh, and just commit yourself uh, to obeying God with this, with this challenge from Scripture. Uh, and uh, it'll please the Lord. And who knows who you can help that you can be an example to, uh, and live, and be happy, and, and enjoy your Christian life, and, uh, and, and to sing uh, that special uh, that Grady sang, uh, if, if that special was sung anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon line, people would be going nuts. Hey, man, standing up, and, and amen, Hank, are coming out, if you knew him like I knew him, woo! But, but we're, it, like Brother... Um, uh, I forget his name right now. 
uh, but he says we're, dry, we're drier than cracker juice. <laughs> and um, we just don't have joy like we should. I guess regional, whatever, and people run around. I, I get all that. And a lot of stuff's put on. I get it. Um, but it's also true that, that when we sing, all I need is Jesus, um, we're lying when we're singing it. And um, nothing thrills my soul like Jesus or no one ever cared for me. You, just, you, you can think of song after song. And we said, we're singing it to God. And God's like, if I was God, I'd be like, no, you don't even believe that. I'd put my spiritual finger over your mouth and just say, no, sing, sing it if you mean it. Or sing it like you mean it um, would, be, would be a good thing. Uh, we just need, we just need to, uh, a whole lot of getting right with him because he's coming back soon, and, uh, and, uh, and we, we need the help of each other to do that. Let's all stand and, uh, with our heads bowed and our eyes closed. And